Hi everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit Get Fit. We are launching a brand new series this week where we are going to be chatting to personal trainers from a wide range of backgrounds and get to see what they're all about. This will include some rather jovial questioning from us, including our three secret questions, which will change each and every week, and the guests will have no idea. This leads to some uh, pretty comical reactions, but actually some real genuine ones as well, which is really interesting to listen to. We start this week off with Sarah, who's a really, really good PT. I mean, of course, qualifications don't make you a good coach, but here's a list of uh, what she's got. It's quite extensive. She's a strong first kettlebell instructor. She's an IKFF kettlebell instructor, level three personal trainer, Mac Nutrition Uni graduate, March 2021, uh, UK SCA Strength and Conditioning. So that's a UK Strength and Conditioning Association. Uh, she's also UK SCA Olympic Lifting, advanced kettlebell trainer times two, Nutrition for weight management, advanced resistance trainer one, two, and three, suspension trainer, spin instructor, circuit trainer, core trainer, and functional equipment trainer. So yeah, a really extensive list there, but what makes her tick is really her approach to training clients and the results she gets as well. Now, you may also see in the title of this episode that it does say Andy's last podcast. So yeah, this will be Andy's last podcast with us for the foreseeable future. He's got some stuff going on on his end and he's decided that he needs to step away from the podcast. It's been great having him on the podcast week in, week out. Uh, and maybe he'll hop back on, who knows, in you know, the future for uh, some of our one-off specials, he might pop back. Look, I'm sure many of you will agree that change can be difficult. And um, for the next few weeks, it might seem a little bit strange not hearing him on the podcast. But as one of my favourite podcasts, the Peter Crouch podcast says, back stronger. And we'll certainly be back stronger. Uh, me and Tom will be powering on, bringing you more great content. And we've got loads to look forward to as well, including loads more guests to get stuck into. So with all that being said, this episode is a lot of fun um, and some really great takeaways as well. So let's get into this week's episode. Hello everyone, welcome back. Good hello. evening everyone. How do? Yeah, if you notice I said hello everyone and not hello boys like I normally do because that would be extremely offensive to our special guest Sarah. Excuse me? <laughs> I'm sure did she would just, leave instantly. Did you just assume her gender? Oh, here we go. <laughs> 2021 mate. We're all woke Co- here. Yeah, it's a very woke we are podcast. Ultra woke. <laughs> <laughs> we are ultra woke. I, don't, I identified as asparagus last week and as a tape monster the week before that. So, you did, you know. Right, yeah. As an asparagus, that is my favourite vegetable. Did you oh, see his story, Sarah? I, Do you see his Instagram stories when he was all the different fruits and vegetables? Those are not posts? stories. That is a portfolio of my mental state. <laughs> <laughs> what was on your stories? Speaking of which, I nearly had a fucking breakdown getting here, literally. So, obviously... I'm back to work now, which means that every Thursday night when we do our podcast, I have 15 minutes to drive from work to get home to then set up and get ready for the podcast. Um, and I nearly veered over a roundabout, so I nearly dukes of hazard myself by launching over a roundabout. Oh, wow. I forgot the handbrake and crashed into my bins on my drive. And also, I've just realised I've left work with the work phone. So I'm waiting for a phone call any minute for my managers asking me to rush back. So I've tactically flipped my mobile phone over and we'll just see what happens in the morning. <laughs> There's no signal. Fuck's sake, Tom. First day back. First day back. Oh, wow. You are First out of control, back. Aren't you? <laughs> So yeah, that's my 15 minute journey. 
Oh, well, well. Unfortunately, this episode is not about Tom's uh, work habits. It is about our very special guest, Sarah. So we're launching a new series today, which I probably explained in the intro, which I haven't recorded yet, but I probably will. Um, and this series where we're going to talk to various PTs across the industry, get to know them a little bit better, ask them some of our favourite questions, which some of them they may not know. So we'll get a nice, honest reaction from said PT. Um, it's got a bit of fun with it. It'll be just uh, interesting to get more guests on, get more uh, exposure out there, get new listeners interested in maybe learning about health and fitness, but in a, a jovial format, as we like to call it. So the reason we've got Sarah on uh, this week is because it's the first first week of this new series and she is our first one-to-one primal PT. So she's joining the team as one of our expert one-to-one coaches. And as you listen to this, you'll see why we've chosen her because she comes with you know a wealth of knowledge and she's just she's really good. That's basically it. I mean, we're not <laughs> we're, we we wouldn't have we wouldn't have got her on the team otherwise. So oh, thank you. So we get to know you better, Sarah. We're just going to go straight into it. We're not going to mess around. I would have told the listeners in the intro all about your your, your career, etc. So we'll go straight into the, the stuff people actually listen to this podcast for. So what are your top three gym pet peeves? Let's start with number one. And we're going to rank these, by the way. So, Oh, without, without a doubt, the guy who every single fucking time does heavy deadlifts and then leaves the barbell with the plates. Oh, okay. Oh, every time. Um, Excuse me. What an absolute Chad. What if he was just <laughs> taking a really long shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long are we talk? I mean, to be fair, if he's a powerlifter, they normally take about 14 minutes to have yeah. lunch, don't they? So it's, uh, no, so, this, yeah. guy, this guy in particular, does it. <laughs> this is a personal attack here, Sarah. This is not, this is not like a pet peeve. This is, this is someone you've seen in the gym and you've gone, hang on, I'm getting sick and tired of this. Oh, he's such a tool. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's actually a real person and he's a policeman. <laughs> And, oh, uh, wow. name and shame, yeah. name and shame. Oh, I, I do not mince my words. Um, yeah, he does it every time. And I'm like, are you done with that? And he's like, yeah, just walks out. <laughs> Enjoy it. Yeah. And I'm literally like, off. oh, fuck, man. I hate that guy. That's ruthless, isn't it? So you've then got to spend the next 10 minutes trying to get all these massive plates off this, this barbell. It's not, it's not very polite, is it? No, I mean, obviously, I'm the She-Hulk, so I can just do it with a finger. Like. Yeah, to be fair, you do lift quite a lot, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, I'm quite yeah. strong. You got a PB today, didn't you? Did you get a PB on the front squat? On the, that- on the old front squat, yeah. That's very impressive. You had a little bit of a celebration dance. I mean, I'm a massive twat inside, yeah. That was my, <laughs> that was my uh, celebration dance. I was literally so happy. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I well, did. What sort of numbers are we talking? Tell us what you got, because it's going to be more than Tom, so it'll be, that'd be good. Oh, it was only 75. Oh, wow. That's more than Tom, yeah. How much does a PVC pipe weigh? How much is a PVC? Pipe? <laughs> yeah, that's my think, max. Yeah, that's, that's... yeah, that's strong. That. <laughs> my, that's with a belt as well. My uh, front squat currently is heavier than my back squat. Oh, that is a strong trunk. That is a bit weird. It is just weird. built differently. I just it's not, it's not normal. It's not. Yeah, it's who am I? Who am I? Um, I haven't tested my max for back squat in a very, <coughs> very long time, but I. Uh, it's not my favourite lift, I have to say. So, um, front squat is where I'm at at the moment. In fact, my zercher squat is probably heavier than my back squat. That, I mean, going they, back to they look weird. I love them. They are, aren't they? They are weird. Honestly, if I saw that in a gym, I would go over and be like, hey, mate, let's go through an induction again. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what, mate? No, no, mate, I know what I'm doing. I'd be like, do you? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> this is how you carry a TV. Yeah. <laughs> you always a get Labrador. someone coming up to you if you're doing a Zetra squat and they're like, that looks really cool, but doesn't it hurt? And you're like, yeah, but so. <laughs> My elbows are fused like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is natural to me. But I mean, going back to deadlift guy or deadlift dick, we can call him. PC deadlift dick. There yeah, you go. There we go. Uh, I mean, no, that, that was something. Cool, actually. What, deadlift dick? <laughs> yeah. You, it sounds like a, you know, like you get those like backwater southern restaurants in America, like, I don't know, Spicy yeah, Joe's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, deadlift, deadlift dicks, you know. Yeah. Deadlift dicks, hot wins. <laughs> <laughs> or like something it. like that. But I mean, going back to that, I mean, yeah, that, I think even when we did our Pet Peeves episode, pretty much that was on the top there, wasn't it? People that didn't strip down the barbell. Should we rank it this It is then? really frustrating. Should we get into it? So Sarah, you're unaware of our ranking system. Um, I'm just going to give out a trigger. I'm going to give a trigger warning out here. So basically we've got, it's all about spending a night in bed. So if we think it's, no, it's fine. We'll let it go. It's not, it's not offensive or anything. We say you get to spend a night in bed. The next one is then a night. I think we said a night in prison somewhere you know it's not nice it's but it's not the end of the world but then the top tier which is everyone's personal favorite <laughs> yeah for some it is yeah but our, our top tier which is you know we really don't like it is you've got to spend the night with jimmy um and if our some of our listeners will know the jimmy we're referring to is the the one and only jimmy savile um that is dark and that that is how, that's how that's how deep we go of our pet peeves sarah we don't fuck about here you know i mean if, if we don't if we don't like it they're spending a the night with jimmy i mean uh, <laughs> i mean where are we putting that would, would you would you put that in bed? Would you, would you put this person in bed of Jimmy? Is it annoy you that much? Are you asking me this? I'm asking you, sorry. Yeah. Asking you. Oh yeah, all the way. Oh fucking hell! All right. <laughs> I love the way you went. This is very dark, but then literally no hesitation. That guy is in bed of Jimmy, right? <laughs> I mean, this has gone way too dark. I thought we was revising our ranking system. Oh, I, I didn't even get an had my, you know, I I just assumed, Bill. I assumed. What's the new you one? Know, what was your proposed my, new one? Well, I was going to suggest the worst thing would be getting kicked in the face by a horse, but you know. Oh, so I was going to say getting kicked in the nuts by the Pink Ranger, but. Oh, oh, oh. Sounds like you want that. Sounds like you like it. (laughs) Birthday's just gone. (laughs) Hang on, didn't we revise the middle the middle category? Didn't we change it to a uh, one to one PT session with Squat U? Wasn't that the the middle one? Sorry to go back here, Bill, but gee, I would really hate to be kicked in the nuts by the Pink Ranger. That'd be (laughs) that'd be awful. Can we keep talking about this a little bit longer? <laughs> no, I, mean, I, think have have to, I think you might have to. I think you might have to. I think you might have to go out. for a little while. <laughs> Tell me about my shit front squat as you kick me in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God, uh, Sarah, welcome to the Chat Shit Get Fit Podcast, um, where everything we are. What was it you we saying? Top? Evidence. We are an evidence-based podcast. Folks, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're you're saying a night with Jimmy for that one. Uh, what, what are we saying? What do we think, guys? Yeah, I'm saying staying the night with Jimmy. Mm. The thing is, like, for, for some people, it might just be a minor inconvenience. But at the end of the day, in regards to the gym, the gym's for everyone. We have people like the elderly. We have some that may be disabled. We may have some that are just simply not as strong as deadlift dicks, uh, hot winds, you know. So it's for, for someone who it just might just be a, I mean, a full night with Jimmy. No, no, I'm not saying how much barbell. Oh, all right. Yeah, I was, I on, I was on about the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not that strong. Oh, but... no. I mean, it's enough to be annoying, but he's not strong. What are we doing? We're doing, we saying three plates, four plates? Yeah, it's blues. Like, how many blues it's on? It's like four. All right, it's pretty Bumper strong. Plates. What, four what? Five four blues? Mm, 
They've got different coloured ones at our gym. It's probably about... It's probably about 150 kilos-ish. Yeah, so it's quite a few plates. All right, yeah, yeah, so he's pretty strong. Yeah, do you know what? He's a wanker. He should sort his own weights out. Hmm. If it was I like was 250 plus, he's got a god complex and I'd allow it. <laughs> I'd pack his bits away for him. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake. Right, uh, so Deadlift Dick is spending the night with Jimmy. Let's move on to your next one, Sarah. What else you got for us? Hit, hit us again. Let's go. Oh, um, terrible kettlebell swings. Terrible. Oh, yeah, you're very. Um, you're you're basically an expert at kettlebells, aren't you? From your uh, your. Background. I mean, no, I'm not an expert. Are we definitely not going to call me an expert? That well, Sarah, that's what that's what it says. Sarah, that's that's what it says on the website. So let's uh, pretend that never you never said that. Right. <laughs> Fuck, it does not. You are now. <laughs> you are now. You're, you're a fucking expert now, Sarah. But no, on, a, on a serious note, so you don't like bad. What do you mean by bad kettlebell swings? What, what, are you, what are you saying? Oh, I think you should input. Do you know when she said that and she goes, Ah, do you know that old man that goes, Oh snap! That you need to edit that in there uh, and put that in. Give me more work, Andy. Where's he gone? He's just fucked off again. He's done this last week. He just walks off. He just walks off the podcast. He's gone to Sorry, get chopped. I let the dog out. The dog was like, yeah, I was actually. That's a good shout, actually. <laughs> He's getting some chocolate. <laughs> Leftover Easter egg. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Is that go white on. chocolate as well, Andy? Yeah, mate. That is the I'm only way to about. There's no flavonoids in that shit. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck's sake. coughs> Uh, we, we went rapidly off. Have you got a kettlebell to hand there, Sarah? Have you? Have you got one? I actually, I actually do. You know. Do you want to give us a demonstration of said kettlebell swing that no. infuriates you enough to be a pet peeve? Oh, the one that infuriates me. Yeah, the one that infuriates. Not your one, but like one that the, the one that you see. I don't I guarantee. Know, I don't know why I'm like no, I can't show you because it's all over my Instagram. Yeah, I'll show you if you really want. <laughs> you but it. yeah, go go for it. Yeah, just, just yeah. do it. Yeah. Here we go. It's when she kettlebell this- swings like us. Yeah, I'm like, shit. Uh, uh. Oh, check. Right, here we go. We're moving chairs, so it's getting serious. Yeah, this is this is about to kick right off. Right, here we go. I'm waiting to see the kettlebell go flying it to the webcam. That's how I kettlebell. Looks good it. to me. Um, yeah, I want, let's get let's break this down. Let's, let's, do, let's do a technical analysis of this because I want to see the key points. So, right, I need to see from Mar- the side. It yeah, we need to see like a side angle. It looked, it looked like my kettlebell swing. Fuck <laughs> off! Like my kettlebell no, swing. No. I'm nervous now. Yeah, I know. I want to know what I'm doing wrong. Let's, let's get I'm started, so on, Sarah. Let's, we're doing a technical analysis. I'm, I'm eyeing up my kettlebell and I'm feeling like guilty already. Mm. Right, here we go. Let's see this side on. Oh, I know what she's ah, okay. saying. There's a bit ah, of slack okay. at the top there. Yeah. Yeah, bent arms. Um, Bending that knees loads. Yeah, swinging low. Yeah. Yeah, that, that made a lot more sense now, Sarah. What we've realised is our kettlebell swings are shit, just not as shit as what you're describing. <laughs> what What would you say were the key points there that you, you think are, are shit? I mean, I saw a few things there that I'd probably identify, but what, what would you say? We'll do a technical analysis of the kettlebell swing. Okay, so I wasn't really using any posterior chain at all. I was mainly using my arms to swing, that, swing the bell. As Mark uh, Ripito would say, not enough hip drive. Yeah, not enough. Love him. Um, and uh, I was using some lower back there. So that's why I was only using a 12, because obviously if you start losing your lower back, you're going to hurt yourself. And uh, the bell wasn't coming up 
high enough on the backswing in the hike position. So uh, it was my uh, forearms were more like down towards my knee and mid thigh mm. rather than coming right up here. So it obviously from the side, you're not hinging correctly, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. And so, this yeah. is why it says expert kettlebell master extraordinaire on the website. <laughs> on your on, you know, on the primer one. On the primer one, yeah. yeah. Fuck, you can't put that on there. Well, I've not used I mean, those words, but yeah, I've put your you, you know you're not you're not bad of a kettlebell. <laughs> I know, but you can't put expert. I mean, I'd like your thoughts on this, Sarah. But I mean, like in my experience, when teaching a kettlebell swing, or no, I'm going to rephrase that because it sounds like I'm fucking up. But then, uh, when I watch other people teach kettlebell swings, yeah, um, a lot of the time it's you know it is all arms and not enough hip driving. So what I mean by that is people just assume it's about. They focus too much on the kettlebell when actually if they just focus on doing the hinge hit pattern, everything yeah. happens automatically. They're so desperate to try and get the kettlebell up to shoulder height, say, that they're just they're, they're not they're so focused on what's in front of them, not thinking well, actually if I just if I just you know, thrust my hips forward, everything happens automatically anyway. I mean, what's your yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, so you I- wouldn't say this is a good kettlebell. I'll show you on the video. Right, it was wait some Joel Seedman esque. Oh no, this is even. Yeah. Oh, here we go. It's a kettlebell backflip. Oh, oh whoa! Wow! Oh, Jesus Christ! Go roly poly. That's dropping to a forward roll there, isn't she? Oh, is that the Gillian Michaels one? Oh yeah. Oh, there's your mistake. That's how I kettlebell swing. Fucking Gillian Michaels, man! She needs to be shot. There's your problem. Yeah, there's your fucking problem. Excuse me. <laughs> I based my whole fitness program off her. Back off. <laughs> Bet you did. Hope not, because that's, that's our fucking fitness program, Andy. I'm fucking <laughs> not. <laughs> it is. I just oh, want to scream at people that they're fat. Is that not the way oh, forward? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't, does she do that? I don't know. If that, was in a, that was in a live workout. Was it really? Yeah. Man. Fucking I, Jillian. I knew she was a Jillian's moron. I didn't know she was a bitch as well. Yeah. Fuck. Oh yeah, not mutually exclusive. Yeah, she could be both. <laughs> if we take this back to your your uh, your original pet peeve, now I would argue that it's not that bad if they if 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 they've no, it's bad what they're doing. But if they don't know any better, if they haven't got the the right help yet, if if they're a person who's refusing to get help, even though someone's identified you look shit, then yeah, they're a bit fucking dodgy. But if if they then get help and they accept it, then that's that's fine. I mean, because not everyone starts off as a kettlebell. I mean, they might just pick it up and swing however they fucking want to. But if they don't know any better, they don't know any better. Do you get what I'm, you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I completely understand what you're saying. I just feel that there are other exercises that people can do as an absolute beginner without a coach that isn't going to potentially fuck them up if they do it wrong. And it's a ballistic exercise at the end of the day. And if you don't know how to hinge properly, you should not be using ballistics. Um you're going to end up injuring yourself. I've seen it before. And before they try and master the kettlebell swing, they should be trying to do the Bulgarian goat bag swing and the kettlebell deadlift. Mm. They shouldn't be moving on to that before doing those why, other two things. This is the issue, I think. People they need to people need to realise they need to get help. A lot of people try to do the health and fitness thing alone. And I think that's quite... It can be quite dangerous, as you just highlighted. And it's also, you're not... You're, you're um, reducing your chances of excelling. 
in 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 the world of health fitness you need i mean that's what you said last week as a joke you said when your car breaks i mean apart from tom who's a stubborn bloke he said if, if your car breaks down you go and get help you get someone to sort out you know if you want if you want to do xyz that you don't know how to do you normally get help to learn that skill when it comes to it health was andy fitness, that disagreed with that if i remember <laughs> when it comes to health and fitness people just go on youtube watch a video and then think they can do it all and that that's not education education is actually talking to someone who's an expert in the field not an, or someone who's at least trained in the field and yeah quite savvy and then that's how that's how it should be so I, th- I think that a kettlebell is actually quite tricky tricky thing to use and maneuver yeah. um mm. i do believe that people stay really really light so they're not activating the right muscles yeah and you see them just sort of like squatting down and they're holding out front too long so you they know it's front too light. Raise it. yeah and then and then they're not sort of mimicking the pattern right and when they do start to go heavier they've already built in bad patterns then you see on the other side of the scales, like CrossFitters, I'm included, we'll go for the biggest one. Fact. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's got a singular number, I'm not even looking at it. It's a doorstop. Um, <laughs> and, uh, if, it, if it's got a two in it, don't care. It's on my desk as a paperweight. Um, and then I just go for the 32, 36, and I love to wrench my back because that's what CrossFit do. So, yeah, uh, big big believer in that that's it Andy I want to quickly because you just mentioned CrossFit there what what are your thoughts um Sarah on the the overhead I think it's the, the American, American variation style of, swing yeah the Amer- yeah as so you see in competitions what are your what are your thoughts on that that's fucking criminal man why is it criminal if you can't like it's maybe I shouldn't no no go on it looks, it, on. looks it looks like it. it's just it's not a traditional no, no uh, it's not internet. a traditional kettlebell exercise. If you can't snatch, basically, people who can't snatch usually use the American style swing, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think it's very dangerous if a beginner does it. I've seen it firsthand at blokes on this camp trying Ooh. to do an overhead kettlebell swing, and fuck me, they either let go at the top and end up like fucking nearly taking their heads off, or they just can't do it because it is it's quite hard. It's good if it's good if you're uh, if you're trained well in it because it can be quite. Um, an effective way to get the stimulus you want if you're doing like a, a crossfit workout or if you're in a competition they can use it that way but if you're not trained in it i'm definitely not beginners and i think we go to a crossfit box and they're doing it and you've only just turned up and they're saying yeah do american i think that's a bit a bit dodgy because that's fucking dangerous <laughs> i just think you would get more from the snatch like why not swing um a heavy kettlebell with a standard kettlebell swing oh, and then yeah a kettlebell snatch on about is that what you're, yeah, you're yeah 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 and okay. then snatch if you want to get it overhead because that's arguably going to give you so much more uh in terms of strength gains cardiovascular yeah, no, fitness yeah. like everything it's almost it's almost like saying you know maybe don't use a ballistic exercise to get this heavy cannonball over your head and americans have said that sounds like a challenge rather than a warning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't tell of, me what to do. <laughs> all of the American coaches that I know, so like Steve Cotter, he coached me last summer over Zoom. That was one of the good things to come out of COVID. Um, he did not teach me the American Star Swing. That was not. It's it's probably just CrossFit. I'll be honest. I think it is. <laughs> He's like can. He's considered looks to cool, be though. like the god of kettlebells, and he is a god. He is god of a man. And uh... so there's this there's this <laughs> thing going around that I'm all over at the moment. Is so where they don't they do like different swings. 
So they'll go through the legs. They'll they'll spin the kettlebell in the air. I don't know what they call it. Um, it's just like it's like a wrecking station. I think like, it's called yeah yeah. I think that looks really cool. Really dangerous. I wouldn't try it because I've got like I've got child hands. Um, <laughs> but I think it's sorry, yeah. I think that's really sorry, cool. Sorry, Sarah, Sarah. Is this is this, is this him here? Is it? That's the man. Yeah. He looks so American. He is American. Like, he just he just he screams looks, like he's gonna an eagle's gonna fly out of his mouth. <laughs> he's full picture he's of a, him. He would have American shorts on right now, wouldn't he? Yeah. Just like fuck he, yeah, he, and a barbecue behind him. He's an absolute <laughs> inspiration because he's essentially crafted his own style. Um, Again, Americans doing their own thing. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like he definitely gets a bucket of deadlift dicks hot wins yeah. <laughs> for sure he's pretty big though so I wouldn't say that to his face um, just so <laughs> oh, he's, no. he's also really really nice to be fair bet he, like, I, bet he's, he's, I bet that picture he stood there with American flag around his neck holding them kettlebells while riding an eagle <laughs> How big is eagle, Andy? <laughs> Pretty America, big, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, let's bring it back a quick uh, a second. So we haven't established where we're going to put this in the ranking scale. So what are you thinking? Incorrect uh, kettlebell swing form. Where are you putting it? Oh yeah. I'll remind you of the scale again. You're, you're going to say Jimmy, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. Oh, they, they can't. can't they can't no, all they just can't be, be with Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> got that much. I don't think that's. For, I think. I think. I'm going to say spend a, they're going to have to deal with a one-to-one session with Squat U because I think that's fair. I mean, it's going to be awful. They'll probably be on a PVC pipe for the next 12 months, but they they don't deserve Jimmy. I mean, at the end of the day, they need a bit of education. They need a bit of help. And See, Squat U yeah, probably need a PVC pipe kettlebell. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a fin? Is it a thing, sir? Can you get a PVC fucking kettlebell? kettlebell. Uh, n- not... A PVC kettlebell. You can get like light plastic ones. You can give someone like a four if you really thought that they were going to do some oh, damage. Wow. That's a bit too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> the lights of squat you, etc. What are you guys saying? What are your ranking? What are you thinking? Uh, do you know what? I, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to disagree with you, Sarah. It's, uh, it's, it's not. It ain't a pet peeve for me. I think good on them. Good, <laughs> good on them. <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck. Because um, they probably learned <laughs> off me and I'm fucking shit, so. <laughs> God, I'm 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 gonna let this one slip as well. I'm with Andy on this one, I'm gonna let them uh, let this one slip. The reason being is that with pet peeves it hasn't gotta be something that's inherently horrible. It could be like this a pet peeve could be something just very slight, but it annoys you more than it should. Kinda of like, you know, when people have their toilet roll setups, I have it so that the toilet roll is over. But then you get these fucking absolute, what? you know, you sex pests that have it sex against pests. the wall. Andy, do you have your toilet roll like against the wall so you scrape the back no, of your hand? I have it the same the as you, Tom. Roll. I have mine over. No, I have it next to the wall so I can, as I pull it, I can pop it. Do you know what I mean? You that, just- that is not, not like double tapping right. it. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to get you, sticky finger. That's on not top what of the, the instructions says. All right. Well, That's I'm a Lego master builder. Says, I don't follow instructions. <laughs> How the hell have you gone from kettlebells to toilets, you crazy fools? 
Well, Sarah, we talk about said technique. Before, this, this is the podcast, Sarah, at the end of the day. I mean, unfortunately, this, this is... Have you not listened to with. us before? <laughs> I have, to be fair. I was absolutely horrified by your Rolf Harris remarks. That was that was him. That was him downstairs. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> well, I was just like, I'm still... I'm not bitter about it. I'm not bitter that I wasn't molested, you know, but whatever, you know, I've totally got over it. I understand that I'm not everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> but, but it does make you treated, think... You should have been treated as an equal. It does make you think, like, well, what's wrong with me? I'm fucking what, done. I, why would you not fancy me? What was wrong with me? At the end of the day, I know. I thought I was cute at that age, but whatever. I do understand not everyone's cup of tea, but whatever. You know, what? fuck you, Rolf, oh. you lost out. Um, <laughs> but uh, what was we talking about? Yeah. You could have like, uh, protected him. He wouldn't be there it, now if he just stepped <laughs> on you. <laughs> I could have loved you, Rolf. <laughs> I could have been good for you. I could have held your fucking didgeridoo or whatever it is you used to bring out. But and yeah, Sarah, I mean... You're worried uh, about being sued earlier, Sarah. And, you, and this is what we talk about. I mean, you ain't getting sued. If anything, no, we are. I'm, I'm not Rob worried ain't going to fucking sue anyone. He can't. He's fucked in legal fees. But I mean, uh, yeah, like... Don't get me wrong. It, it is one of those things, admittedly, when I see people not using that hip drive, you know, clunk, uh, quoting uh, Uncle Rip there. But yeah, like, when I don't see people using hip drive and I see lots of arms, it does... It's one of those things where I look at it and I go, oh, bloody hell. But it won't keep me up at night. Um, I don't mind a little bit of backgrounding for the motion because it's one of those things where when you do get that low, it might be almost impossible to actually have a neutral spine, uh, which is some of the evidence I've kind of seen on that when we get that kind of low into a hip hinge from most people. But at the same time, I'm willing to live and let live. It is annoying, but not enough that... I'm gonna risk putting him into a bed with Jimmy. I think what I think what summarises that is because because you love kettlebells, obviously, Sarah. I think it annoys you more than it was someone who's is not as into kettlebells. I think that's fair. When you love something and you see someone bastardising yeah, it, it yeah. does hit that a little bit more. Yeah, probably. I mean, also the, the where I've just on my fifth qualification, it was very. It's with uh, strong first, and it's absolutely meticulous in terms of the uh form points like the kettlebell swing is broken down into so many different points that for me to see someone not swinging it in the correct way that's understandable it's almost like and also if you're not doing it in a certain way it's not as effective and then you're like well what's the fucking point because people go in and they're like Balls to the roof. Not efficient at all, are they? And then you just think, well, why are you doing that? You're wasting your time. That's just monging yourself because you want to sweat a bit. Go for a run. We'll move on to number three now, Sarah. What your uh, What's your next pet peeve? Oh, okay. Uh, so... The this is really hard, Jim Goer. This is what? This is really hard. So uh, there's a woman in my old gym who always... Oh, that's horrendous. She was in gyms. (laughs) (laughs) She always used to do step. So, like, I never, ever see this with anyone apart from, like, the cardio bunnies or, like, people who do a lot of hit. But they'll, like, 
start like growling and like like grunting and like almost screaming and being like oh yeah really getting into it and you'll be in the squat rack just like you know resting biceps are fine just chilling and then all of a sudden when 120 kilos has landed on my chest i have let out a good so what's this person doing sorry it's like they're like showing off like look how hard i'm working look how sweaty i am oh, and you're yeah. like yeah, yeah like and the really loud like in the corner of the gym and like looking around to make sure that people are watching them and you're like well uh so you're like the attention grunters the ones who are yeah. doing it because they want people to see how hard they've worked. oh i get what you mean now so the people yeah. who want people to know how hard they worked even though they've done not much really yeah it's basically like oh look how hard i've worked and you're like yeah but there was no quality about that whatsoever you've achieved nothing so just to clarify there is a there is a difference between the, the grunters and the crying out in pain, as Andy yeah. exampled, because you've pierced your rib cage by dropping the barbell on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and like, obviously it's fine if you're making some noise. I'm not like bloody Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes being like, no, you cannot make noise when you squat one out, which is what he said to her, didn't he? But like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, people yeah. who are unnecessarily turning it into a huge drama because they want you to look at We've We've got one at our gym. I'm not going to say who or she is because they're quite high up. But um, <laughs> what happens is, so I've, I've deferred it, I've deflected it, you know. Um, but what happens is they, um, you just hear like, they'll be working and you just hear, and I'm like, I don't, I'm not 100% sure if I should be getting turned on right now. Because um, <laughs> it's just, it's just constant like, Ugh, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, What's going on here, big lad? <laughs> I mean, and yeah, so I, I kind of get it. That's what, yeah, but you just jack up the music a little bit more, don't you? Just put it next to them. Yeah, like, it's you not need a this. crime. They don't need to get into bed with Jimmy. I think I think there is a place for some grunting, as, as we said, because some people do, I mean, it, it can motivate some people if they're doing a big lift. Um, if they are generally yeah. doing something that's like a one RM or they're doing like they're going for some sort of competition. But I get what you mean. If someone's just doing a, few burpees on the side of the map somewhere and they're just going <gasps> and they're like sweating everywhere whipping their hair everywhere and like looking around like look at me i'm doing crossfit um especially this is what it sounds like anyway um, <laughs> i mean if they did get into bed with jimmy there'd probably be a lot of grunting anyway <laughs> just to caveat that That's so, so you're not saying jimmy so where are you saying because if they go squat you do you reckon i mean is as much as i don't like him i feel like it's quite bad for him as well having to deal with that them grunting over a pvc pipe what? But then if he's always got a PVC pipe, you shouldn't really technically... You can't grunt with a pipe, can you? It might fix them. It actually might help them because they, yeah, yeah. Right, you can't. Because you've got to spend 10,000 hours. It might be one of those like hollow PVC pipes, like a Vuvuzela, where you can grunt through that. What are you Ooh. talking about? What the hell is <laughs> I don't know. You don't... Oh, that sounds like something that I should have as a prop. It does, I yeah. Don't I don't have one. <laughs> I, th- I feel like really it would trumpet. be the thing that you would have. Where are you going now, Ed? It does, actually, but I don't have... He's got to get his Vuvuzela. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, this is a difficult one. I'm going to go... I'm going to go midway here because I do understand there are noises in the gym. It doesn't really annoy me that much. But whenever I think about grunting in the gym, I instantly think of those blokes that are ego-lifting and to me, it's like, now, I don't, I do understand that people exert themselves and they do grunts. It doesn't bother me that much, but it does make me think like, bro, if you're like 
if you're grunting this much on a heavy lift, I think you need to be learning how to actually build intra-abdominal pressure. You know, you shouldn't be grunting like okay. that if you're bracing properly. So, you know, if you do want to act like a hard cunt, then maybe get the absolute basics first, you know, uh, right, and actually learn how to brace and build intra-abdominal pressure. Because if you're fucking grunting away during every single rep, then something's gone wrong down the line in regards to your bracing technique. But it is, you know, it, it is annoying. It is annoying. It depends how yeah. big they are. Yeah, if they're, <laughs> if they're small, stacks, I'll let them I ain't know got a problem with it. Because like, I'm no, never going to tell them. I'll just stand there and be like, good small. lift, bro. Good lift. <laughs> like, in my experience, it's not lifters that do it. It's, oh, okay. It's people like, you know, women who are in a spin class. They'll be like, and they start like yeah. screaming or something, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, yeah, but that's yeah, the trainer, isn't it? He's like, "Come on, give it yeah. to me!" And they're like, "Ah!" It's funny when they spit at him, and he's like, "Yeah." It's funny that you say that, Sarah, because there is one particular woman at my gym that doesn't do anything. I mean, at the end day, it could be intense for her. For her, it could be intense. She doesn't really lift any weights. It's always like the weird kind of glute band side steps and stuff like that. Stuff yeah. that isn't it's really, really ultra intense. Yeah. But you will hear her across the gym and it sounds like a battle cry. And it's just, we've kind of, you know, she's easily recognisable. We just yeah. know her as the, the lady that screams a lot. But it's always doing like really weird, ultra low intense stuff. So it is kind of weird that you say that. But yeah, I've noticed there are some people that will do it despite them not actually doing anything really that exerting. Or need for it. So what are we saying then, guys? <clears throat> Excuse me. What what are we saying then? Where are we where are we putting these um I'm grunters? going in the middle here. Middle squat you. I Andy. I'm a big fan. I think it like diversifies the gym area. Because <laughs> if you've got that crazy lady in the corner, you just don't touch it. Do you know what I mean? You're like, you go on, Debbie, you go. <laughs> like, oh, what's she being loud for? You like just, just just leave her alone. She'll be gone in an hour. All right. She comes in every day. Have you guys ever heard of a, a grizzly? He's the Greek weightlifter, and he's just famous for screaming after picking up weights. No, but like you're about to play. You're about oh, to play, yeah. Cliff, aren't you? Oh yeah, I, big I, fat guy. Do, do you know? Yeah, do you know what I'm talking about, Andy? <laughs> yeah, it's <quality. laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to try and find the clip, but uh, oh, a lot of his stuff at... is... Yeah, he, do, he does the old um, <laughs> Zercher shrugs or something, doesn't he? That's it. There you go. Fuck, man. He's a beast. <laughs> listen to this. What's how he screams at the weights afterwards? Dear God. Oh, he's still going. That's like a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex. That's not a man. It's like he walks, it's the way he pats the weight on the fucking side and screams at it. <laughs> he's the guy I would never go up to and go, excuse me, turn down a little bit. Strongest oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's a fucking nutcase. Leave him alone. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. But that sound, that wasn't grunting. That was that was an existential crisis. <laughs> that that was serious. That was ruthless, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> well, Sarah, where would you put these people? You didn't say Jimmy this time, did you? No, I mean it's just <laughs> I annoying. Could, it's just annoying. Like, it's a bit thing annoying. is, if you probably see it every day consistently, it 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 just chips away at you, and something that shouldn't bother you so much kind of does. Especially if they're in every day, same time every day. Yeah, it gets to be like, oh, just shut the fuck up, dude. 
Yeah, it's just like it's unnecessary, you know? Yeah, you should tell them. Yeah. And, and then go, look, you are lifting I mediocre moved, weight I as just well. Moved in, I just moved gyms in the end. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> you, you sure? octave higher. You sure you don't want to put in better, Jimmy? Fucking hell. Yeah, <laughs> Not because like. of her, but in the end, I just moved gyms. And where I'm at now, it's uh, exclusively in an S&C gym, so you just don't get that kind of wanky behaviour. Yeah. Right, happy with that. So I think, oh, Andy, what do you want to say? You look like you were... I don't know, I, I kind of like it. <laughs> uh, it's like unconventional <laughs> you yeah. just against the grain at every single point haven't you yeah nah I, d- I don't know I don't want to be a dick about it but I do love them guys that sort of like kick the gym in and they're like wait I'm fucking you up you're like yeah do you know what I mean I, I like them people uh, I like I, I met I'm big in a crossfit I love I love the guys that like like sling like 45 pound across the room and they're like fuck you you're like yeah I, I'm big into all that do you know what I mean I'm happy yeah it's all fun and games until someone well. loses their head and yeah <laughs> oh, I'm in I'm in if someone's <laughs> wanting to go shirtless I'm there I'm like what are we doing let's go uh, this sounds great I want to be part yeah. of this yeah. <laughs> yeah I just want to be part of the team Woo. I'm just here to scream <laughs> <laughs> no you're right you know it is a bit annoying Right, let's uh, bring it on to a bit of a serious note now. We've had we've had some fun and games there to introduce Sarah to what this podcast is really about. But no, let's 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 talk about you for a little bit then. So, what we want to know really, and I'm sure the listeners by now probably want to know, is how you got into the fitness industry, and more importantly, obviously with the pandemic that's going on, how you've been getting on throughout the pandemic, uh, how things have changed since before and after. Obviously, go as much detail as you want, or as little as you want. If you just want to say great and then move on, we can. Okay. Um... So I'll try not to go on because it's quite a long story, but... Um, I want to hear all of it. I can edit, if it's boring, <laughs> I'll edit it. It's fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, so... God created the heavens and the earth. Um, <laughs> it is a bit like that. Uh, so my background is not fitness at all. Um, up until I was 20, 25, I'd never done any formal physical activity in my life apart from walking um when I was at school every week without fail I was on my period I always miss games always miss swimming they'd be like Sarah what's wrong with you I'd be like I'm on my period again yeah so didn't do anything by the time I got to 24 I was smoking 40 cigarettes a day I was drinking at least two bottles of wine a day working in journalism so um <laughs> I'm a quitter. Um, <laughs> and uh, I I bought a Gillian Michaels DVD. Yes, oh. now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> yes. Okay. Right, so. um, and uh, I took it, so I took it home and um, I attempted it. And fuck me, I've never, I think I got five minutes in and I turned it off and I gave it to my friend. I was like, I'm never attempting that shit again. It was horrible. Um, obviously, it was very intense. It was some sort of hit session. Um, the, a smoker, someone who smokes 40 a day whose BMI is 35, just there's no way that you can just start off with that. So I gave up immediately. Um, I did give up smoking. Uh, I quit cold turkey. Um, so I tried like a few times before and the way that I did it, I just, in the end, I just gave up and I fell pregnant two weeks later. Um, so 
I fell pregnant. That was really tumultuous. Um, my baby daddy of my first child left me when I was four months pregnant. And uh, I was sort of hounded by the fact that I was going to be raising this baby on my own. And I knew that I needed to sort my health out properly. So I started educating myself on proper nutrition, um, you know, getting active. And I actually lost weight while I was pregnant um, rather than put loads on. Um, And then after I gave birth, didn't uh, carry on smoking, carried on the healthy lifestyle changes and then um, dropped I think I dropped like seven kilos and by that time I was like, right, okay, probably need to um, get physically active because I want to get fitter for my my child. Uh, So I joined a buggy fit group, like a mum and baby buggy fit group um, and then um, met a PT. I met my first PT uh, and she put me on an aggressive uh, low carb diet and she had me training hit five times a week and then the other physical activity that I was allowed to do was um running so I was by this time I was eating about 30 grams of oats for breakfast a salad for my lunch and fit white fish and kale for my tea so overall calorie intake would have been about a thousand calories um whilst heavily exercising six times a week sometimes seven times a week no rest days so I suffered with the female athlete triad or reds as it's now known so relative energy deficiency in sport and I lost my cycle for three years um my body went into shutdown and uh I was basically very very ill um and I had massive weight regain because of uh, my thyroid breaking so I basically suffered with hypothyroidism so my metabolic rate slowed so when I started to eat normally again it just piled it all back on and more um, so I became a PT because I wanted to know what I'd done wrong because the exercise more eat less model didn't seem to work for me and I couldn't understand why because every other PT that I saw after that was like exercise more eat less exercise more eat less they sound dreadful don't they yeah so like it kept on happening and I was banging my head against brick walls so in the end I I retrained um because I continued my fitness you see so I was still doing spinning but I wasn't doing any strength training and all of the PTs in the area were all about HIIT training they were all about you know low carb so the education that I was getting from a very limited knowledge pool was very poor and it was just further compounding these unhealthy habits of overtraining malnourishment um now with my pt course that i did uh, i did fall pregnant again uh, my periods came back i managed to fix that so managed to come out with a female athlete tried or reds as it's now known and um then whilst I was pregnant and after I gave birth, I trained as PT and passed. Um, and during this time, I went on my first kettlebell qualification. Um, and I met uh, a lot of male PTs and male coaches along the way. And it was the male coaches who were like, stop fucking doing that shit. Lift some weights. Stop training like you want to make yourself smaller 
Start eating for health and performance. Start training for performance. Get strong first. Build muscle because gains are a girl's best friend. So that's what I did. I started to, I changed everything. I got rid of spinning, got rid of the hot yoga that I was doing. So like by the time I I changed everything, I was training like two, three times a day. Um, You know, I just could not understand why I looked like a potato um, because I was working my fucking ass off. And uh, yeah, the, the male coaches that I met, they were like strength first, train for strength first. So my program completely changed and it was, um, it went from all of that silly stuff that wasn't doing anything to just the basic lifts. So deadlift, squat, overhead press, uh, vertical pulling, uh, and my body just changed like that. So heavy compound lifting, basically lots of heavy compound, good stuff. Um, there were some kettlebell work in there, obviously, because that's what I was trained to do. Um, and it's very good for fat loss when used properly. So there was some conditioning days with kettlebells, but it was mainly strength that, that I worked on and nutrient density. So it was not so much fear of carbs, which ruled my life for a long, long time, um, but properly fueling myself. So um, from there my PT style changed because by this time I was qualified um, and I stopped trying to kill my own clients in uh, in my circuit classes that I was running, which is essentially just glorified hit. Um, I stopped doing that completely, um, started teaching small group strength sessions with a barbell, you know, lots of weighted carries, deadlift, squat. They were very, very... <laughs> not quite I've never done that before um but you know my whole ethos changed and it was less about being less and it was about being better um and that that's the thing that has driven me ever since um trying to be better trying to hit strength standards teaching uh not just women because there are also lots of men who you know yeah uh, just press up. Yeah, they just they just think, oh well, I need to get fit, so I just go on a run. So it's teaching them mm-hmm. strength comes first. Uh, you need to uh, try and retain, build, and then retain as much strength as possible up until the end of life. Um, and it is a lifestyle. It's not just um, something that you do to try and and look good for a short period of time before you fall off. Mm. The yeah, we spoke about this. We spoke about this before, didn't we? In the, uh, I think we spoke, it was a Myths episode, and we talked about getting old. Um, the, the whole thing about sarcopenia and stuff. How people should maintain strength things throughout their life. As you said, it's a lifestyle thing. If you want to be able to do basic tasks when you're older, you should be strength training. For, there shouldn't be the stigma of, oh, I'm old, I shouldn't do strength training. Oh, I'm a woman, I shouldn't do strength training because I'm going to get bulky. These stigmas shouldn't be there. I mean, you've attacked two of them there, strength training and carbs. They're the most common stigmas. Carbs make you fat. Strength training for women, you're going to get massive. Uh, yeah. And this, this is simply simply not true, is it? I mean, let's be, I mean, you've and you've obviously proven that with, um, with your clients. The stronger... The stronger that any of my clients have gotten, the better their overall composition. They don't look bulky. They look better. Um, they 
they tend to have a smaller waist and then a great bum, um, you know, broader shoulders, like what's not to love. It's, you know, they, if you look after the strength and the performance side of it, the aesthetics come anyway. It's obviously not as quick as crash dieting. Um, and that's why a lot of people but don't. But it's sustainable. Yeah, but it's sustainable. Exactly. Whereas a lot of women will come to, you know, especially over lockdown now, uh, someone said to me recently that the average woman's dress size has gone up two sizes since uh, the past year. And I get a lot of messages from women saying, what is the fastest way for me to lose a stone? Can you put me on a crash diet? Because I want to lose a stone in two weeks. Like, these are actual messages that I get. I can, I can, I can completely get, see, that, see that couple of yeah, days. Yeah, we want you to play to it and be like, yeah, it's going to cost you a grand. And <laughs> I want you to sign this waiver to say, if you die, it's not my fault. <laughs> this is because Sarah cares about her clients, Andy. She cares. <laughs> Here's a peanut. See you next week. Do you know what I mean? Don't eat it all at once. It's a peanut. Yeah. Hit that protein hard. (laughs) Like, I mean, the the thing is, is that as a personal trainer, you have, you've got. Uh, responsibilities and duty of care isn't it yeah and you can't give people like I have some women come to me I have women coming to me scared to eat carrot because they think the carbohydrates in the carrot is going to make them fat that's an actual that's That's worrying isn't it yeah because there's such terrible misinformation around uh energy balance and Mm. and calorie requirements and it's just it the mind boggles now, but there was a time in my life where I would go into Morrison's and look on the back of a stir fry pack and choose the vegetable pack with the lowest carbohydrate content because I was convinced that the stir fry would make me fat, which comes from this ridiculous misinformation around carbohydrate content and not looking at the micronutrients in... The problem is it starts with like old wives' tales. All this ever does is like, oh, that'll make you fat. And it's as simple as that stupid comment. Someone's gone, okay, okay. And then because someone's said it in passing, someone's then heard it, picked it, and then that'll go to their friend and be like, that'll make you fat, I've heard it. Mm. And it's and th- and it's this ever-ending cycle. The problem with PTs and what I'm not really a fan of many, except for the two down the bottom here, is um, the fact that you get a qualification and then you are on your own. You have no obligation to do more learning if you don't want to. You can just sit where you are. And what tends to happen with a lot of PTs, that, in my opinion, is they get a comfortable uh, system in place, they're what they're happy with, and then they just apply it to every single person that walks through the door. Yeah, that's so true. Do you know what, Andy? Just going on about systems there, um, this is something that I know that some people do. Uh, when I say people, some PTs, because they've outright admitted it to me. And that is sometimes they will purpose, they, they've told me outright that they've, purposely put people onto low carb diets simply because it gives that illusion of rapid weight loss due to you know the the lack of water you know um so you know a lot of don't get me wrong this fear of carbs is is extremely complicated it's been around for a long time now it doesn't help that we've got you know 
doctors writing books such as the obesity code talking about the insulin model etc being the driver of fat gain and weight gain but i mean yeah i mean for a lot of pts ultra low carbs and creating a fear of carbs is a very cheeky fucking way of making people just drop weight rapidly not actually body fat you know but drop weight quickly to say see i told you i'm good at my job it's a bit ethically um complicated isn't it Oh, yes, yeah, ethically cuntish, but, you know, it's, it's the industry <laughs> in we're the, working, In sadly. the PT world, who, at what point do you talk about ethics on your, your, your three weekends that you do to qualify? <laughs> do you know what I mean? They don't. It just, it's <laughs> a chance. No, but it is, though. On mine, yeah. I spend three weekends with them, and they never talked about, like, like how you have a moral obligation. They, it, it's a factory of let's get you in, let's get you qualified, let's get you out the door. A typical PT's lifespan is two years. That's two years of making mistakes. If you don't learn from your mistakes... More than I would think, to be honest with you. Do you know what I mean? If you don't learn from your mistakes and you just have this arrogant, well, I'm the PT, you're the client, you're going to fall foul very fast. You're just going to hurt people, put barriers up and cause bigger problems. And I think yeah. there should be accountability in companies that do sell PT, like, we'll get you qualified. We'll take you under our wing. There should be snap inspections, snap checks. Actually, let's bring you back in. Let's see what you've done. Okay, you've you've done nothing. Let's take this qualification away from you. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. And they do say that they've got things like SimSpa, but it's not well regulated. I mean, as far as no. <laughs> the last time I went on the SimSpa website, I was the only personal trainer in my town that was on it. This year, I've got my master's in September. Yeah, master. That's strength um, and conditioning, isn't it? Yeah, strength and conditioning, uh, science of strength and conditioning at uh, St. Mary's in Twickenham. Um, and I'm currently... Fancy. Fancy. Um, <laughs> I was very lucky. Um, my mentor um, wrote me a letter of recommendations. So that was nice. And yeah, it was good. Um, anyway, I did... Uh, I have been there before because I've done a couple of the UK SCA modules, um, the Olympic weightlifting and the SNC one there. So it's very, very nice. I'm very, very lucky. Blessed. Hashtag blessed. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, in terms of the uh, the PT stuff, I agree with you. That was why uh, after I, I came out of my level three and I was like this, a deer in headlights, and I was like, well, I don't fucking... I'm I'm no good. <laughs> so straight away, I went and got a mentor because um, I knew that I needed more direction. And um, I don't watch TV. I turn the TV I turn the TV off with my kids after school, and then all night I spend reading either books on nutrition or strength and conditioning because. Or, and if I go for a walk, I listen to SNC this books. <laughs> well, now it will be this podcast. But you're right. You have to always be learning because there's always something to learn about. And if you don't keep your finger on it, you just end up becoming obsolete and shit. Um, the moment you, you think you know everything is the moment that you're behind everybody. Exactly. 100%. I agree with that. And, uh, you know, there are lots and lots of people... Um, who have helped me in my education um you know some really great uh people in the field who I've been very blessed to be able to speak to um and they've helped shape 
the way that I work now and um, have influenced me. So I'm quite lucky, but that also means that you have a responsibility to keep going and try and be better. Um, I mean, it's really refreshing to hear you say that, uh, Sarah, because a lot of the PTs I know just don't bother to continue educating themselves. Um, from the trend I've seen, mostly from the people I've worked with, maybe I've just got like a really bad experience with the people I, I work with, but it's like they pass their level three qualification, you know, and they stay at the very first top of the hill of the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yeah, and they'll just that, remain yeah, there I love that. for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And they don't ever go and read something that might challenge their bias. They'll start that tumbling down on Dunning-Kruger effect to make them realise, well, actually, maybe I don't know as much as what I do, so I need to actually go and find out more, you know, so I can know more about this kind of stuff. Um, you know, the thing is, with our jobs, all four of us with our jobs, health, fitness, nutrition, uh, training, etc., it it is inherently linked with science, and science is a it's an ever changing landscape. You know, the, the sea of science is constantly shifting. What we might think today might be a myth tomorrow. Today's myth might actually be true tomorrow. You know, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we was looking at fat through the scope of oh no no we should be eating fat because it's fat that makes us fat. You know, etc. And now carbs is getting the hammer. It's carbs turn now to be getting the the, the other end of the gun. Uh, you know, and yeah, continuing to learn and challenge our biases is the only way we can remain relevant and ethical in our, you know, respective fields. And I think it's, it is quite difficult as well, because what you've basically... Who do you go to to learn well, what you, from? <laughs> what you've basically just said is that as a personal trainer, you have to be a nutritionist, you have to be a chef, you have to market yourself, you have to be charismatic, you have to... Uh, understand the science and the art of programming you have to be able to entertain your clients so they don't get bored yeah. you have to have be able to spin all of these plates and be good at it and keep your finger it's on the pulse it's a pulse. lot of work <laughs> it is a lot of work and i think you're right i think that's why a lot of other personal trainers will go oh well i've done my level three well fuck that i'm not carrying on we'll just stop this top of this hill yeah we're done in kruger yeah i'm sort of leaving this place it's comfortable but you're here. right that, know everything <laughs> that's why after two years a lot of people fail and they don't do very well because they have they don't know about the pop tart diet do they <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was twinkies I thought it was twinkies no oh, uh, we twinkie don't have diet, them, do we pop tart diet pop <laughs> three pop tarts a meal bang 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 are these Get are these in. paleo pop tarts Oh, they are. Oh, yeah, you, you heard that episode. You know, the, one, you know, the one that you We've get from the Asda in the cave cave times. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, um, we'll move on to this. Uh, this next thing was quite quite good. So we've been doing the re- the recovery series lately, and um, I think it'd be quite interesting for our listeners to to hear how you tackle recovery because obviously we've tackled loads of um, different modes of recovery. We've slagged most of them off, to be fair, but we've tackled loads of modes. I want to hear Excuse what your me. you slag them <laughs> off, but yet yeah, I'm the one that does them all. Yeah, you're like a walking recovery man. You've got if it, if, it, if it says it's going to make you feel better, you buy it. I do, yeah. So be fucking careful, you. All right, you might be new to the podcast, but I get very upset easily. Um, so calm down, Sarah. Okay, before you start slagging off those recovery items. All right. I tried. I, I tried a Ferragun the other day. Oh, here we go. Oh, and it was brilliant. Told you. Oh. Told you. My ex, my now ex husband bought me one of those, and I, when he left, I sent it with him. 
<laughs> Brief All right. Without the battery in it. Fuck. Uh, Take the battery out first. Well, how, how do you recover, Sarah? What would you do? What, uh, your so my number one for recovery is sleep. There we go. Oh, music's in my ears. Um, oh my God, so, so overrated that. Um, <laughs> you're, did you not say you have kids? Yeah. How are you getting any sleep? Are you dosing them up before you go? I'll see you in 12. <laughs> so... Um, quite often, if I can, I go to sleep at 8.30 at night. Like, this is, I'm like, right now, I'm like, fuck, this is late. <laughs> um, because uh, sometimes I will wake up at four or five so that I can get an hour's work in before they wake up. Um, especially at the moment, I've got exams on for Mac Nutrition Uni um, that are coming up. Uh, and so I'm trying to do as much revision as possible for that. So I get up early so that I can do a couple of hours before they wake up. Um, so yeah, I always get or aim to get eight hours. Um, I know that I've been training too hard if I can't sleep. Um, so I wake up, I don't have trouble falling asleep, but I'll wake up very early and then I know I've been training on the nerve. Um, after that, um, obviously, nutrition is so important. So my problem, because obviously I, I overtrained once and suffered with reds, um, is uh, I, I was susceptible to it happening again. So when I went to uh, the UKSCA Olympic weightlifting weekend certification, um, I... <laughs> I overtrained again, uh, unfortunately, because they had us uh, snatching, clean and jerking for the whole day. It was like seven hours of lifting two days in a row. Um, and I just did not eat enough on that day. Um, and I couldn't sleep. And that was it. I overtrained and it took six months to recover from it. Um, yeah, it was such a nightmare. Um, so now I make sure that I'm eating for performance so that is the key thing for me enough protein but enough carbohydrate because i always used to underestimate how much i actually needed mm. and actually you need a shitload if you want to perform at a certain intensity and perform well and not have your health suffer not have your immunity suffer and you want to build muscle because to build muscle you need protein and carbs you can't like you can't build muscle if you don't have that. So um, that would be my second one. And then long walks, that really helps mm, me. Active recovery. Yeah, yeah. that's, a, that's, that's my favourite. So, so you, um, wouldn't, you wouldn't say 15 rounds of six bar muscle up, 10 metre handstand walk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking doing this all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but if we um, trained together, you'd probably say, what are you doing, big guy? I'll be like, whoa, it's recovery day. <laughs> I'm recovering. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would not say big guy, but... Whoa. Oh, yes. Shots fired on the Chat Shit Get Fit podcast. Love it. Uh, for our audio listeners, Addy is not very happy right now. He looks sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, First time we've met and you're being this abusive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it down to it being past your bedtime. It's a little bit cranky. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you off this time. 
And he definitely would call me big lad. Thanks, babes. Yeah, so... Um, and then from there, then it's things like um, mobility, dead hangs. Um, and I do take some supplements. Uh, so I take some magnesium before I go to bed. But um, That's a common one. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, apart from that, it's it's sleep is the main one for me. I find that if I get enough sleep, everything else is just tickety-boo. Sarah, why couldn't you just be... For the sake of intent, why can't you just said to us that you love stretching off after working out or you love foam rolling or some one of those bits? We could just, we, so we could have just gone in for the next half an hour, right, right Sarah, we need to sit you down. Of course, that's why we've chosen you because you obviously know you shit. We, we've to, to join the team if you were fucking useless. So, um, so you've, you've said the good things there. You'll like our sleep episode. We do. We did a podcast on sleep. You'll probably like that. Is that with? Is that the one with Dean? Yeah, with Dean, yeah. Yeah, yeah I did, I did uh, listen to that one. I like him. Oh, did you? Mm. Yeah. He's got a good good snatch. I watched his stories the other day. Good snatch. It's mm. yeah. got a yeah, good, good. Know, poor choice of words. Fuck's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sake. You don't. He's got a nice moustache. Does he? He's got a nice moustache. I pulled him up on that in Clubhouse the other day, you know. I wasn't looking at that. I was just looking at his snatch. This is getting very heavy. <laughs> <laughs> But I both, think we should um, could be hairy. <laughs> let's move this swiftly on to the next part of the podcast before we spiral out of control. So, Sarah, as you probably saw from the email, we're going to ask you three questions. That all needs to get edited. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> weird. That was that last two minutes got real weird. You're such a I hoping you was going to jump in, Andy. <laughs> that, I, that went. That went weird. That was. Weird. Just it's definitely staying in. <laughs> that was an RPE ten oh, wow. on the weird scale, weren't it? RPE yeah. ten. <laughs> anyway, back to those three magical questions. Now you don't know what these questions are, Sarah, but no. they are going to be random. And every week we do this uh, podcast with a guest. They will be different, so no one can like listen back and do the homework. So we'll start with number one. I know these questions. It, no, well, you should know a couple of them. I put them in the I put them in the group chat. Sarah, the first one. Be very, very careful of how you approach this question. All right. Okay. What do you think of CrossFit? Answer now. Go. Don't think about it. Just go. First, first impression. I, I, <laughs> okay. So can I caveat this by saying I've never done CrossFit before, so I'm only answering this from an outsider point of view because I know that at least one of you does it. Maybe two. Of maybe. Me. No, I hate <laughs> it. Shit. <laughs> um, in my experience, it does not teach people about movement quality so it's you know more about oh Andy looks sad um anyway that's just my is that not, is that not down to the coach yeah that's what I was gonna say it must yeah I mean and we spoke about this on um <clears throat> we spoke about this on Clubhouse saying how the CrossFit qualification is so fucking it's like a two-day so bad which so anyone bad. could do I'm gonna I'm gonna that. give you two days to pass this course, never touch CrossFit, and now you can open a gym. Yeah, I mean that doesn't absolute make sense bonkers. To me. Yeah, that's that, that's a big issue I've got with it, and I think that's wrong, and that's where you get your your outside opinion of well, yeah. it doesn't teach you the right. Well, because if you've got somebody who's not even a qualified PT and they're now teaching CrossFit because they've done this weekend course, yeah. of course you're gonna get quite, you're gonna get poor movement, 
And because it's such high intensity, well, some of it is anyway, depending on how your coach, it, that, that's where you're going to lead, lead to this assumption of injuries and being out of, out of control. And all, yeah. they, could have no, they could have no, nothing about progressive overload. They, they, they could have nothing they, about programming. Yeah. They could genuinely, so on my level one, I was sat next to two people that got put on the course because, uh, what was it? They were working in a gym and they just had a free weekend. So their boss was like, yeah, yes. we want the, we want the level one to say in our gym that we do it. So you two are going on it. They were literally sat there like, I ain't got fucking Scoobies. What's going on? Yeah. But because the female, she understood like how it was done. Cause it's like, if you think it's its own entity, like you don't think about it as like normal, like this is how it works. You go, right. What a CrossFit want. She could think like that. She passed and she was like, I'm so scared to be teaching this. So scared. And it's like, yeah, let's go overhead. She's like, I've never been overhead in my life. And now she's like, just picking workouts well, out there. It? And that's my pet hate is people just go, I'm qualified. There's a workout on Instagram. Let's hit it. A lot of technical movements of Olympic lifts as well. Um, and what we're going to do uh, really so, fast. So I don't know how your, your uh, level two and level three courses were, but mine were very minimal on the actual practicality of it. It was more theory. A lot of it was, you know, look at the books, which I don't mind. But in regards to our actual job roles, it, there does need to be a lot of hands-on. I know depending on who you kind of go with, some are more hands-on and practical than others actually getting you into the gym. Um, but with mine, most of it was theory. With CrossFit, it seems to be one of those things where you are teaching a lot of technical lifts where you need to be more about on the gym floor, talking about these movements, these lifts, less theory and it doesn't seem like you could redo that in the case of a weekend no i mean after learning the olympic lifts and it's the same with kettlebell lifting like you then have to go away and practice the skill before you're proficient to be able to teach somebody else in my opinion if you've if you've been doing it yourself it's different because you've been doing it yourself you go they teach you their technical model and then yeah okay, fine, you're good to go. But a lot of people will go on these things. Like when I went on my first kettlebell uh, qualification, I'd never lifted a kettlebell before. So I went and it was a weekend and they were like, right, you're qualified. And I was like, yeah, but I'm dog shit. Like I can't teach someone this. Like I have to go and practice and hone my skill. And then I went and did four more. Not, they're obviously not exactly the same. You have different styles of kettlebell lifting, but like to be truly good at something you have to practice and hone what you're doing and you need to go and learn the nuance around it and with the one thing that I the impression I get from the people that I know who practice CrossFit is they're doing lots and lots and lots of different things not any of them particularly very well now like that's that's the yeah that's the that's that's, that's a half half thing because yeah I get what you mean there's so so much much to learn yeah it's like that's that's the, the idea of it is that you're supposed to be good at everything but never excellent anything you know what i mean so you could go into any of these little areas and you could be all right at it. i think that's 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 the whole concept of the cross thing obviously specific to the sport you've got the sport and then you've got the community side of it i think um it just seems so, like the problem is they seem like, to cross too much like when you put it like that it's like almost a celebration of mediocrity then Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. Like, why would the, you want that? The thing is, you look at the CrossFit Games, that's the top 1% in the world. Yeah. Top 1%. We are not them. We are not them. We should not be training like them. We should not be doing what they are doing. Yeah. Everything we should be doing is a reduced rate. 
We're learning, we're honing, we're learning and we're honing all the time. Now, competition-wise, yes, I get it. You, you're going to risk a little bit more. Or, like You can't turn around to a Ferrari driver and go, bit scary, slow it down. Do you know what I mean? Because if it's in a race where they're going to win or lose, they want to win. Would they risk a little bit more? Yes, they are. You know, So we see that on the games and us normies think that that's acceptable to be doing in training. That in the box itself. Yeah, in the, the box, box itself. Yeah. yeah, so I kind of see what seeing what you get at, but a good coach should should be pulling that back. A good coach should be not letting randomers just turn up and be like, "Yeah, I'm putting putting ninety kilos. Can you lift it? Nah, but I'm going to give it a go." <laughs> There's a difference between training and actually being in competition. Yeah, like the ri- the risk is risk versus reward. Like in training, is there any reward? No. You get to you get to ring a bell or slap everyone on the hand or tap a bum like woo yeah but I mean I have to say I can't uh, can't really give an opinion on any sort of CrossFit gym or box because I've never been in one so it'd be unfair for me to give that's that's the main driving for the selling point because they're so open that there's that, that community feel of a lot of them that that you get people who wouldn't normally want to exercise who go into these boxes, which is good. It's great they're getting in there because that's, that's fantastic. They're getting, they're getting out, they're getting healthy. The problem then is, is you're getting someone who's going there who's brand new to fitness and they're being said, just join this session. We're just going to do a 21-59 of uh, handstand walks and handstand push-ups. And you're like, excuse me? <laughs> and then what? this this is the issue that they need. I feel like because the caliber's low on the training, that's why you're getting these, but this, this happening. I would say not anymore. I would say normally you do level it's getting one, better, yeah. and it's yeah, so it's much better. more like educated now. When you you mm-hmm. get your level one, and that's like a driving test pass to get into a gym to then learn. Um, for me, it's people that just do CrossFit in like a conventional gym. So it'd be like one pull up bar with a dip station, and some dude's trying to learn to butterfly in the middle of a in a standard gym. Do you know where everyone's on a cross trainer going? What the fuck is this dude doing? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like learning out a kettlebell snatch, just slinging it around the gym. You're like, what are you doing? Your mental case. All these PTs like, we don't do that here. That's I believe is where the 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 stigma of it comes to because too many crazy people can say they do CrossFit. Do you know what I mean? You could never have done it in your life. Grab a CrossFit t-shirt, run on a treadmill really, really fast until you're blowing out and be like, yeah, CrossFit, CrossFit. You know what I mean? And not have a clue what you're doing. You're like, all right, calm down, mate. But yeah, it's, yeah. Well, that's where the meme comes from, isn't it? About saying, uh, how do you know someone does CrossFit? Because they've told you. That's not that's, that's the, <laughs> the joke. Not yeah, that's the joke. They don't do it. They'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the joke, isn't it? Um, I'm pretty happy. I think you've answered that pretty well, Sarah, to be honest. I mean, you obviously don't do it, so you don't, but you gave you, you gave her an opinion. This next one now, I feel like I know where you're going to go with it because of what you said earlier. Thoughts on the world of carnivores? Oh, fuck, man. Here we go. What's coming to your mind? Tell us. How, how do you feel about the people who... Just say it out. Because you've say got, it out right. Come on. You've got loads of doctors out there saying it's amazing. Uh, High levels of saturated fat, no carbs, you're in for a winner. Well, yeah, if you really want to fuck up your gut health and, you know, have a heart disease and tank your performance and, you know, literally all of your health, then fine. Like, go and be a carnivore. Like, basically, why is it in the fitness and nutrition industry that, you know, like, people think it's sexy to go to extremes. It's always the extreme. You can't have... Yes, I'm going to have a fillet steak once or twice a month. Uh, you know, 
I have to go Breakfast. full full carnivore. Like there's a PT that I know who has like two rump steaks and two avocados and like three whole eggs and then half a thing of olives for his breakfast and he intermittent fasts as well and i'm like why do you have to be all the boxes like why do you have to be so extreme it's not it's fucking energy balance you're not teaching anyone about energy balance you're just teaching them to be a moron with their food and eventually when they are completely deficient in something because they will become deficient in something because they've cut out so much from their diet they're gonna have health problems and that's all on you Fibre, micronutrients, just ridiculous. Like, <laughs> the list could go on. I mean, obviously, there are health benefits to eating meat, but there are health benefits to eating vegetables. A balanced diet. Health like, benefits to eating Ben and Jerry's. My happiness is going to go <laughs> Makes me the feel roof. good. <laughs> yeah. Mental health, maybe. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing that always makes me laugh about like the absolute hardcore you know, carnivore extremists. Yeah, the zealots is that they make it such a big deal that it's a part of their personality. You know, like, yeah, I'm a carnivore. I eat meat raw. I'm in tune with my ancient ancestral, you know, heritage. I'm like a caveman. They actually see themselves as some kind of hunter gatherer. But it's like, mate, you've just gone and got. <laughs> you've just gone to fucking Tesco in your Nissan Micra. You know. <laughs> You're, you're not as fucking predator as you think. <laughs> it's, it's it's cringy. Like you didn't kill yeah. the bison. You didn't kill the bison. You've just bought it and it's not even you've just a bison. Killed it from its. It's not. It's, it's it's been bred on a farm. It's free range, and you've just used you know your electric opener to slice it out of its plastic packaging. Yeah. It's, it's laughable and the problem is as you said earlier Sarah is about the misinformation is you get people with a doctor in their name that appeal to authority fall- fallacy we talk about a lot who promote this stuff various books on the carnivore diet and people read it and they just go they go off they get excited about it well this doctor said that you should be eating 15 steaks for breakfast and then next we you know as you said Andy earlier Chinese whispers wives tales it just spreads like wildfire next we you know everyone's scared of carbs again everyone's eating steaks all day every day Right, th- third point. Third, I'm going to open this up to the floor now. I've got one in my head, but have you two got anything? Question, go, random, anything. I'll say, let's oh, go. You've, you've, you've put me right on the spot here. Yeah, it's not controversial, though. I want, I want, I want, right I want her to say here. something that we disagree do with. You, I mean, do you have a question, Bill, that you want to ask, or are you done with your questions? I'll just ask two. Right, I've got to think of the most obvious one then, and that is the highly... All right, look. This does tend to get very heated. Uh, it's highly politicised. Oh, you know, it, oh no. it can get, you know, it can be a heated discussion. I do understand it's a highly politicised topic, but the situation of does pineapple belong on pizza? <laughs> oh, here we go. I fucking knew it. Andy is about to erupt right now. Oh, Bear in mind, man, it's a highly charged me. topic. Oh, uh, I don't eat pizza. Oh Why my. is she even on here, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how. That is how you just stay neutral and piss off everyone. Yeah, yeah. Not because I don't like it. I do, but I had to go gluten free for health reasons that I was told by my endocrinologist I was not allowed to have it. 
And, and there's gluten- no fun stuff that doesn't have any gluten in. We all well, exactly. That. And gluten-free pizza is not the same. It does it tastes, not taste any good, no? tastes like ass, not the good ass. And yeah. Like... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm loving where this podcast is, there, is going. Um, is, is there good ass? I don't know. All right, but, beforehand, um, before, before Ralph you could... would have could... known if he hadn't turned me down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh wow um okay before you went gluten-free was there was there a set oh yeah like of course everyone likes pineapple on pizza oh god <laughs> Shit. Oh, see I, I don't mind i'm impartial i'm impartial sarah i don't mind a bit of, bit of pineapple on the old pizza i mean i don't want to create barriers to people enjoying pizza so <laughs> Like there, I'm there should neutral. be a law against it. Fucking you barrier. Catch, you can't you can't fuck up a pizza. It's bread and cheese. Like put anything on it, it tastes good. Not pineapple. What are we? Fucking barbaric? Oh my god. It's disgusting. I used to be Do you not like dead against like, it? Like it's like sweet and salty. Do you not like sweet no, and salty? No, it's popcorn? not. It's like it it's like I'm gonna eat it and then there's just this cold thing. It's like who does that? <laughs> who wants that? I used to be dead against it until I had this epiphany. It was like, I used to be like, how the fuck can people have pineapple with like a meat sauce? You know, this is absolutely disgusting. Like, how could they have pineapple with meat? And then one day I was eating, I ordered a Chinese takeaway and I was eating my sweet and sour chicken and I looked down and there was pineapple in my sweet and sour chicken and, and that was the epiphany. Like, oh my God, I've become what I hate. And from then on, I was willing to say, I, I understand now. I understand. I'm not like you, you know. I don't like pineapple on pizza, but I can understand. I can sympath. I can sympathise. It's certainly We've not my favourite topping, but it's not, is it? It's just one of them ones I've accidentally made. But but like it's not. It's like bring it back. I wouldn't turn it down if I was, you know. Part of your five a day, technically. Part of your five a day. <laughs> does, yeah. Not my five does, a day. Does CrossFit also have this side effect of making you a very angry man? Just asking. For nah, I just got issues. more shots fired from Sarah. This is out of that's, control. Th- that, that's the rabdo. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, that's the rabdo. <laughs> it's 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 because uh, yeah, it's because I'm fucked. Uh, it's because I train seven days a week. <laughs> Don't believe in rest. Rest is for losers. Um, Too much get cryo- therapy. Out. If, you're, if you're in bits, just get Ferragon oh, out. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, just get a Mars bar out. It's uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty straightforward uh, PT stuff. This you should know it. Love you it. know, there's our three questions. So I hope you enjoyed those three questions. Um, they were magical. They were they were magical. You're right. So now <laughs> we need to go something really really important now. So this is that we brought when we had a little chat uh, offline about you joining the uh, primal team. We mentioned a little thing about poor old Joe Wicks. Now you said these words, and I'm quoting you here, Sarah, because we are evidence based. You know, we do not uh, produce misinformation. You said. I hate Joe Wicks. The nation's lovable chap who got everyone through lockdown, you hate him. Why is this, why is this, Sarah? Share your story. Right, okay. So, um, I used to love Joe Wicks back in the day before I trained as a PT. And I used to do all of his uh, hit stuff on YouTube because it was great. Like, I had a kid at home. Um, it was very very um easy to just do it right there in front of the telly it was all hit so it was over and done with really really quickly um 
but I never ever got any results from it and uh, I then bought into his online uh, coaching 90 day transformation thing because I was like well clearly I'm I need to follow that because there's some secret that he's got in there that he's not talking about on this hit stuff so um, I signed up for that and in terms of the uh, nutrition they obviously send you like a questionnaire and uh, in it they set, they do ask like have you ever gone on a low carb diet before because I don't know if you know this but in terms of their meal planning it's very structured they send you recipes for the first month you're only allowed to stick to those recipes it's all low carb apart from after you do a hit training session then you get a certain amount of carbs that you're allowed but it's basically a carb cycling very low carb diet very high fat um so when i did it i was breastfeeding and i had said to them on my client consultation form that i had gone on a low carb diet before and i had lost my cycle so that should be an immediate red flag if i had someone sending me a consultation form through nutrition consultation form through that they've done this they've lost their cycle i would immediately get in contact and be like this is not for you because this is a direct contributor if you overtrain you undereat that's what happens to females. Men can still suffer with reds as well. But, um, you know, that's a that's a big no-no to me. Anyway, I carried on with, with the programme, but within a week of doing it and following their nutrition plan, I was really, really unwell. Um, my whole body, I was just cold, so my core temperature dropped. That's a big sign that you're under-eating. So the calories they put me on were too low, but they don't educate about energy balance in this plan they don't educate about uh, calories they just give you a meal plan to follow so there's no education Maybe that was one of these bigger criticisms wasn't it about yeah. the time that he originally became popular was the not denial of calories but this no mention of energy yeah. balance so it's not educational it's very prescriptive so that's a great area it's not illegal but it is prescriptive so you know it's not giving your clients what they need to then go and take their nutrition in their own hands when they leave this 90-day plan but there's an option at the end of the 90-day plan to do a recurring thing so that's probably why because people will then just keep rebooking to do these you know however long the cycles are um so the next cycle oh sorry so i sent this email through and in fact i found it Where you go? wow i found the email and i said um uh, basically over this I said um, I'm writing because I've been following the plan for a month now I've not had any weight loss in fact the plan has made me feel much worse my energy levels have significantly plummeted I'm following the plan for a couple of days and I've gained weight on my stomach so basically what happened was I went on this low-carb diet and um, for people who are hyperthyroid if they are not converting to the active thyroid hormone T3 um, if you're on a low carbohydrate diet that can make it worse because you need carbohydrates to convert T4 to T3 which is the active hormone so basically I went on this low carb plan which is not suitable for someone who's hypothyroid like myself because it will make your hypothyroidism worse so I started to gain fat eating 
what they had given me because everything had downregulated and I was eating a really high fat diet. So then um, basically I pushed back and I said that I've added back in some small amounts of carbohydrates because my core temperature had dropped. I was feeling very depressed, very low. Um, my performance in training had dropped. And they pushed back to the email. So I could not find the email where they responded back, unfortunately. But from memory, they pushed back and they basically said, we've accounted for the fat in your calories that you're breastfeeding. So I was breastfeeding at the time. Um, and um, this should be absolutely fine for you. Just carry on as normal. So they didn't listen or collaborate with me. They basically just pushed back and didn't amend anything. And to me... So they didn't even read it. Because like, there, there's so many red flags in that in what you're what you said to them. It's you, a big like, no no. So would you it's, say it's probably not him though, is it? It's probably the the company, and it's probably got some someone who's not not qualified to just sat there going, "No, this is the equation that I've been told to use." So you just stick to that's that. That's his team who he pays. Yeah, his team. He's his, responsible for he's the team. Responsible. He takes responsibility. Yeah, he's the leader, isn't he? So he has to take responsibility. Oh, oh okay. do this time, you fucker. Fucking, I got too excited. I was like, yeah, fucking, here we go. <laughs> he is responsible for his team. He pays them. He should have some form of quality control. Um, and in terms of the actual training, it's all hit training for the first cycle. I would argue that's not suitable for a beginner someone who's not strong enough someone who's just had a baby it is not suitable for them arguably a lot of the workouts it's not true hit you know doing 30 seconds of side lunges and 30 seconds of spotty dogs no but there are other things where you know 60 seconds of chest to floor burpees followed by jumping lunges you know like where is the real science and the art of programming behind that? It's literally just getting people to move. And in terms of lockdown, everyone celebrated him and they were like, oh, yeah, it's great. He's getting the nation to move. And you're like, well, it's not quality movement if they don't know what they're doing. You could easily get injured. And if you just want to increase someone's physical activity, tell them to go for a walk. Um, I do believe that there's a halo around Joe Wicks's head because in society we celebrate a few things and he has them all, which is we celebrate people who amass a lot of wealth. They can suddenly make a lot of wealth because that's what everyone in society wants to do. We celebrate, or most people do, we celebrate um, attractiveness and he is very attractive and we celebrate people who seemingly have, you know, the solid family unit and have the kids as well. and the wife and the charisma. Um, and, you know, that's why he's celebrated, not necessarily because he's actually giving solid training advice that help educate people and teach them about progressive overload and how to take their own fitness into their own hands. I don't believe he does that. Um, and, you know, I don't think we should let the hair and the smile fool us. Uh, and I believe that, you know, YouTube, everyone's been at home. It's great for him. It's great marketing. And perhaps there's uh, a Joe Spiracy that 
Oh, she's dropped it. She dropped the Joe conspiracy. So that jo- see, there's normally Toby drops the conspiracy theories, but you've got your own, haven't you? So what your your Joe conspiracy was? What, what what was it? What was it again? Well, maybe. it just it just feels to me like potentially he's been benefited a lot from this, and that maybe he's the one. Oh, that yeah, definitely started started the whole lockdown thing. <laughs> oh, he started a lot. Oh. started a pandemic. It was, it, it was like uh, start, it was that ate that just a, I'll start the pandemic because uh, it would get me teach hit. <laughs> get me a few more clients. So I've I've never really been a fan of Joe Wicks. Um, I used to be like quite vehemently against him. Um, I have kind of relaxed over the past like year or so well no not before that to be honest with you i've relaxed my opinion on him a bit more i do believe um and this kind of goes in like what you said sarah about the hair etc and being handsome uh i do believe that with joe wicks the appeal is that he's like a cult of personality you know it's not so much his knowledge or the actual plan or what he actually offers um but rather that he's just he is a cult of personality and that can be appealing to some people um, in regards to hit, I yeah, hit is a stressor. So is any other kind of exercise. Admittedly, it can be a lot harder to kind of gauge in regards to am I doing too much too soon here. I don't necessarily think hit is more injury, you know, more at risk of injury than any other kind of exercise. I know there was a, a paper that looked into it a while back. I had my issues with that paper because what they considered to be hit was movements like a press up a barbell squat literally anything that could be considered <laughs> anything from crossfit to powerlifting um <clears throat> but like in regards to so with your story with his is it an app or is it like an academy uh so when i did it they send emails through yeah. um and it's got like packs like pdf packs and then you yeah. click on a link to access the workouts and then it's so it's and it's a video that you follow along um and it's a bit of this the second cycle is pretty much just german volume training yeah oh, we spoke about with that yeah, yeah. we spoke about it we how it's uh, not even his programming yeah i mean to finish kind of like what annie said earlier i don't know if i'm I don't know if I'm going to put the blame solely on Joel because he probably doesn't know, you know, he, he might not even be aware of this. However, in the day, it is his business. And if you are the face of it, you have to take the responsibility of it, even if you don't know what's going on, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, he has got a duty of care at the end of the day. Um, you know, you have given me a lot of food for thought there in regards to, you know, his app and his team and his academy. That has given me some serious food for thought. Uh, so for sure at the moment my stance would be yeah I would not recommend it because just that one experience I've heard from you is enough for me to say mm, yeah I wouldn't personally recommend that um, I know obviously we wasn't really you didn't go onto the topic of lockdown but I would like to kind of touch on that anyway uh, I know it's not something you said but I would like to say like for anyone that might kind of think that he was pretty much useless over the lockdown I think that some people need to understand there's a difference between exercise and training training needs to be very specific sometimes with just exercise it's about fun it was one of the guys from barbell medicine actually he was talking about training for kids and he said it's a you know it's about introducing them to the fundamentals i know it's a bit cheesy but the fundamentals fun was you know 
all in capitals, about being fun. So yeah, when you're just trying to get people to move, it's about being enjoyable. You can kind of scale back the specificity of it. You know, things like progressive ago ain't got to really worry about. But I know that's not something you kind of went into, but I want to just kind of touch on that anyway. So I'm I don't I'm glad to have people out there that are getting people moving one way or another. But if someone wants to if someone joins that application or that group or that academy or whatever kind of like thing it is and they're under the impression that it's you know it's going to get them to a specific goal it's not just it's not good enough to just send a video of a random hit exercise it does need to kind of have the form of education needed to reach that goal have it sustainable healthy not create risks of uh, you know ill health and at the same time kind of teach a maintenance phase to it as well and it sounds like there was not really any of that in what you said not at all there's yeah. no i mean to be fair i didn't even make it to the third round because i was like i can't do this the best. yeah something you mentioned earlier as well and it's what originally put me off of joe wicks years ago was his i don't know if he's changed his tune since then Someone once told me that he has, but I've not seen it myself, so I can't comment on it. But it was, it was his quote, uh, adverba- can't pronounce it, adverbatum, is when he said, "Calories is old science." Oh. Now I don't, I don't know if he was just saying that, you know, not not in a like a literal sense, but just kind of saying it for the, like, like a throwaway term. But it's one of those things where people will take that at face value, especially when it was at the height of the whole insulin model of, yeah. you know, causing obesity, you know. Well, we said before, I mean, language is so important. We've mentioned it numerous times on the podcast, how you have to be so careful when you're in this position, what you say, because people will look at you as an authority and they will take it and run with it. And that's obviously very dangerous yeah. in some situations. And you'll just, you know, wreck yourself. I mean, in your case, Sarah, it obviously got quite serious. And for, for your sake, you obviously stopped um, did the right thing I think we've uh, I didn't realise Joe Wicks was going to go on for that long I thought it was going to be you Terry saw that bit we obviously went on um, we're coming up to like two hours now so I think we're, we we better wrap this up So because uh, you're way past your bedtime now Sarah I know um, right <laughs> you must be you must be you must be waiting for bed uh, thank, thank you for coming on it's been a pleasure obviously you're now part of our team which is uh, something we're really appreciative of if you've um if you've heard what you, and you like what you hear, and obviously we think she's an amazing coach, and if you think she's an amazing coach, um, there'll be details down in the show notes how you can jump on and work with her and the rest of us on a one-to-one basis, which is sort of her speciality. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong, I'd say so, especially with the results you've got of your clients. Yeah, no, um, it is, it is, uh, it is mine. As well as being an expert with the kettlebell. <laughs> Fuck, man, you can't put that on there. I'm going to put it three <laughs> times now and I'm going to take a picture. <laughs> but on a serious note, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I mean, this it's been a great way to kick off the series and I hope you've enjoyed embracing the chaos that is the Chat Shit Get Fit podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was lovely to meet you, all of you. Obviously, I've met you, Bill, but it was nice to meet you both as well. Nice to meet you, Sarah. Has anyone got any closing points? Just eat less, move more. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Right. And I think we'll end it there. Pleasure as always. <laughs> Speak to you next week. <laughs> as always, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed that and you got to know Sarah a little bit more as well. If you want to work with our team and more especially work with Sarah on a one-to-one personal basis, then we'd love to hear from you. So the details will be down in the show notes, but you can just head to trainprimal.co slash one hyphen one, where you can fill out a little consultation box where if you make it known that you want to work with Sarah specifically we will get you straight onto a consultation with her and hopefully you can start working together very soon. 
FYI, at the time of release of this podcast, she's only got three spots available. Uh, as you can imagine, it's very, very full on. Uh, so she spends a lot of time making sure that you can smash your goals. So you need to act quickly if you want to get stuck in with her uh, specifically. So we will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon. <laughs>